Hello and welcome. You're watching Be the People. I'm Rishika Barua. There are new rules for schools across the country. The central government has launched the new curriculum framework for school students under the new education policy that came into play in 2020. All of these changes, which I will elaborate on shortly, are expected to come into force from next year. So what are the major changes? Board exams will now be held twice a year for classes 10 and 12. Students can pick best course from either of these board exams. There are going to be two compulsory Indian languages in classes 9 and 10. These compulsory Indian languages are then going to be carried forward to classes 11 and 12 as well. Students of course will now have the flexibility to pick subjects across streams. So there are going to be no hard separations. as far as art science or commerce is concerned all of this starting next year now all the new education guidelines are as per the nep the new education policy that came into force in 2020 the curriculum remember this is very important is all advisory as far as the central government is concerned states individually are free to accept or reject the recommendations that have been made by the center remember education is a concurrent list subject which essentially means that both the parliament the center as well well as different states can take their own decisions to legislate on curriculum or examination schedule on we the people tonight we ask there are more exams more languages and more flexibility that is being given to our students are the new rules for schools a boon or a bane joining me today is uh, an audience which comprises of class 10 and 12 students we also have teachers and parents with us in the audience thank you all very much for being with us in the ndtv studios also joining us on the show uh, dr vijay datta he's a principal of modern school barakamba road in delhi sudha acharya she's the principal of itl school in dwarka we have adarsh khandelwal the founder of collegeify madhvi jadav the ceo and co-founder of thatmate a mental health platform for students and arjun bahadur the lead of life skills collaboratives satwa consulting he has 18 years of experience in the education space and is working with not for profit schools in about four states so will give us a good perspective on what uh, rural india really thinks of this as well thank you all very much for joining us but like i said this is a story that concerns the students so why not let's just hear from the students on what they think of these changes we have a young audience uh, class 10 and 12 students go ahead keep sitting go ahead make your point So my question was that uh, in the NEP it states that there will be two board exams for the students in class 10th and 12th but contradictory to that they have said that there will be exams held in only class 2nd 5th and 8th so they are saying that they are putting the children into the habit of having exams on yearly intervals but immediately after they come into the class 10th they are being put into the habit of having exams every Uh, two right, two times two in one year. So okay. how are they going to adapt according to this? Okay, so you're saying it is a pressure box for situation, a pressure situation for kids. Go ahead. Some of the other children also had a point of view. There are already a lot of exams in school, be it periodic assessments or be it tuition exams, and already there is a lot of pressure provided by teachers in schools, by parents, by tuition teachers. So I guess making it one board at the end of the year would be better for the students as okay. well. Okay. Anyone else? So as we know that two boards would be held in a single year so it means that the complete syllabus should be done in a short span of time right. so it would put uh, the kids and the teachers both in very much pressure so be- they would not be able to complete it okay so you're saying there'd be a pressure to complete the curriculum you also had a question according to me there's a lot of stress within the students of the tuition teachers the school teachers their parents and the expectations their parents or teachers have from them hmm. so until and unless they do not have a great resilience quality maybe uh, they would not be able to manage all the stress and 
in the end, okay. it will probably affect their mental health as well. All right. Uh, we have a class 12. You're a class 12 student as well. You had a point of view. So as we know, class 12 students have to prepare for the... Uh, uh, CUET exams now. Yeah. So first the board in September, then in March, and then for the CUET preparations. That's too much pressure and a tight schedule for us. So that's not apt. Okay. You also had a point. Is this wise to have two board exams in one year? Like, okay. is it wise to manage? So you all are all stressed about the two board exams, but there's also the flexibility of choosing between the best marks. So there is something in it for everybody, I guess. But I think. The, the first reaction really clearly has been that students are pretty stressed on how they are going to navigate these two uh, board exams. I'm going to come back uh, to our very enterprising audience in just a bit, but let me go across to panel. Dr. Vijay Datta, I think we've heard from, uh, you know, a majority of students, and I'm sure that this is a, uh, a sample set that represents what most students across the country are feeling right now. A bit of pressure given the fact that they're going to expect it to be giving these two board exams, even though there's a lot of flexibility that the new systems have put in place. How are you looking at it? Well, greetings, everyone. First of all, uh, let me tell you that uh, there's not going to be too many exams. The school principals will definitely look at reducing some of your periodic tests and unit tests. And uh, let me explain and uh, de-stress you by giving you an example of an all-rounder. If he is to be assessed for his performance over the year based on one test that he plays, one day match that he plays, or he gets two chances of, say, 2020, he gets two chances to bet twice and then to choose which is better of the two, which would be of the two situations better, where he gets two chances and where his score is better he takes, retains that score. So if you, how you look at the thing makes mm. all the difference. It's not about just the students. In fact, it's the test of the entire teaching learning transaction. Right. And even the teachers and the principals would like students to do well and be not stressed. We like to assess, not make an assessment of learning hmm. but assessment for learning so we would know where we need to improve ourselves where okay. children find it difficult so it is not to be stressed about at all that's what i feel okay i think uh you know, what you've said will hopefully resonate with a lot of our uh, students over here who are clearly at the moment, you know, not looking at the flexibility. Nobody's even actually spoken about, you know, the different streams that they're going to allow to be choose from. They're just so stressed about the fact that there's one more exam that's been added to the calendar. Um, Dr. Sudha Acharya, do you agree with what Dr. Datta said? As a principal of a school, do you believe that the onus is now going to be on institutions on how they can adapt to the new policy, take the best from it uh, by alleviating stress? of the students, which, you know, they very clearly expressed. Good evening. Of course, I agree with Dr. Vijayadatta what he said. Uh, children are getting stressed listening about two board exams. I must advise children, it is not two board exams you are immediately uh, approaching to. Uh, your board exam will be as usual at the end of the year as you uh, gave. And then you are getting another opportunity there is flexibility if you want to improve your score in maths or in physics or in business studies. So we have another exam with essential repeat. 
so this year also some of the students they okay. wanted to improve their score hmm. so they uh, they were sitting for the second time and uh, they got that score hmm. but i understand children's apprehension yes. that cuet board exam and one child was saying about 3 5 8 i must clarify that this is not board exam 5 and 8 are assessment of core sure. no i think it's it's about the habit of giving exams you know on one side you're trying to take away the pressure in the formative years and then you're really building it up in the end i think that's the larger point but you know i want to just move beyond the exam pressure point because this new policy has a lot of other important points i think that we need to touch upon as well and one of the key things which is i think a paradigm shift in the education system is the fact that we no longer have a hard segregation between streams so there's no longer a hard segregation between arts science and commerce which is traditionally how our education system has been geared adarsh khandelwal is someone who's at the helm of affairs as far as college admissions are concerned and that's really the end to which all of this conversations is just a means how do you look at these developments do you think that this is going to add to confusion but eventually it will actually empower students to you know pursue subjects on the basis of what their true interests are greetings everyone so it's interesting to see the developments which are ongoing from a perspective of more examinations that is something which you know a student has to deal with a lot more now parents are the decision makers they will get the students to take the exam twice to improve even if you get a 92% you will be asked to take the exam once again to see if the 92 can become 98 then you have to take the cuets then you have to take other entrance exams for your iits for your law entrance and everything else right so are we really moving towards a all exam and a exam centric scenario hmm. all of grade 12 goes in just exams and more exams instead hmm. of you know one side we are talking about holistic development one thing one side we are talking about skill building hmm. obviously this change uh, from from the outside i see a lot of stress coming on, among students because parents will insist kids to write the exam multiple times to sure. just get the 98 to a 99 sure. right so parents require the bragging rights in our country right that 99% mark is the factor here that my child got a 99 yes. so therefore the student will go through more anxiety more stress on the other side i see some very good things coming the way right us education is which is primarily on interdisciplinary skill set we are talking about you know humanities and science coming as a combination students getting to do a lot more of explorations within the world you know the career is a lot about not only taking one stream you know today is the time where we are not talk of talking about being jack of all trade hmm. or master of none right it is primarily adding more skill sets hmm. so you know it is it is going to take its own time to shape up and evolve hmm. but yes i mean with the coaching uh, coaching and with you know more pressure coming on the student two examination rule will definitely no matter even if the school you know management and see with the private schools you know there is a lot more easy scenario right they have a lot yes. more uh, resources available to sure. them compared to a sure. public school right so i feel that uh, scenario is a little challenging when it comes to and you see uh, we are talking about iq and eq right so right. we need to also develop an eq you among know, the kids you know we're often i think others kandelwal you raised a very important point there that we're often very guilty of looking at this from a urban point of view let's uh, you know like i said at the very outset this is what the central government has recommended so you know there are different states that are going to look at this differently we already have states that have said that they are not going to uh, you know follow the nep there are states that want to build 
build their own, uh, you know, education curriculum. We'll have that state-wise graphic breakup as well on our screens for the benefit of our viewers. So there's going to be a lot of chaos in a certain sense because there is no one-size-fits-all. Uh, but how does this really play out as far as schools in rural India are concerned, as far as education in rural India is con- concerned? Arjun Bahadur is on the show and he lends an important perspective uh, in terms of looking at this holistically. Arjun, what do you think? I mean, you know, this policy on paper has many merits and demerits which students have already voiced. Uh, but how do you look at this impacting India as a whole? Uh, good evening, everyone. And thanks, Rishika, for having me. Um, uh, firstly, I think I, I want to say that we shouldn't look at these policies as individual policies. I think they are part of an overarching assessment reform agenda that the government is driving. And I think uh, for me, the way I have understood this is it's very well with the overarching agenda of uh, the education reform and within that the assessment reform. Uh, I think there are multiple factors that are and you've highlighted some very key aspects. I think uh, whether the center recommends and the states adopt is going to be uh, something that we'll find out eventually. But I think one of the things that uh, I feel uh, why these are all positive steps, I think one, it puts the choice in the hands of the students, uh, a lot more than what it did in the past. The two-exam policy as a choice for students is something that will allow them to work with, you know, I have to take six subjects, I can choose to take three now, three later, I can choose to pick one or two that I want to improve upon. For me, I think it should take away the stress of that one exam that I have to give at the end of class 12, and right. that's going to make or break my score. Um, I, I also think that I think uh, the, the, the some considerations that probably need to be done. One, I think we need to uh, keep the child at the center of all this and I think as states choose to make these decisions, uh, the states that we work with, that I have the opportunity of working with in the last three years, seem to be very positive towards building the skills that the students should have hmm. uh, to be able to make these choices. And we call them life skills. You can call them 21st century skills. Hmm. I heard one of the girls in the audience talk about resilience, and I'm so happy to hear her talk about that. Uh, and and I, do, I don't think that, that, you know, I think it's an opportunity to build skills like resilience, build skills that enable children to make the right choices. Hmm. Um, so I think that needs to be in the center. Right. You know, but you, you, raised, you the... raised a very, very important point um, when you said that, you know, are the children really at the center of what the government is trying to do here? And to talk a little more about, uh, you know, the mental health perspective. And I think that's something which is very, very important. We want to ensure that, you know, we are not building quota factories out of schools. I think that's a story that we've reported on here at NDTV extensively. Madhvi Jain is, uh, Madhvi Jadav is with us, I beg your pardon. Uh, Madhvi, you know, as somebody who works in the mental health space with students and you work with class 10 and 12 students as well, tell us anecdotally. We've heard from students, but tell us anecdotally what it has been like for students in the post-pandemic space, even dealing with just one set of exams right now. Yeah. Thank you, Rishika, for having me here. I'll I'll start off with uh, some stats that we have seen. Um, During the month of, you know, January to March, uh, the number of visit, the number of minutes spent on our app and the number of visitors on our app seeking counseling increases three times. That talks a lot about how stressed these students are. And uh, this is just one board exam that we have. Board exams are a milestone in everyone's life. This is what we have been ingrained uh, by our parents, our neighbors, and our teachers, and everyone um, around us. And this uh, this makes the students a lot of stressed about, oh, what will happen? What if we I'm not performing well? 
they call us and and they talk about us like you know uh, uh, there is no internet we can't go out uh, our parents are uh, stressing us a lot and we have seen that these students are stressed more not because of the exam pressure but because of their parental pressure mm-hmm. and parents are stressed because you know com- of the pe- peer pressure of other parents because they have to uh, somebody it's a vicious said they have circle to yeah it's a vicious circle okay. and um, and nobody is teaching so we we are being asked when we are in 10th and 12th oh how are your studies going are you doing really well nobody ask us how are you out dealing with your stress hmm. how are you managing time and when we say that you know managing stress managing time this all comes uh, these things are not taught and when this piles up students break down and we the, and then we uh, you know uh, we discuss stories of students breaking down or uh, yes. who are who are not doing well but we are not discussing that you know we we need to help the students by proper guidance proper guidance needs to be absolutely uh, I think these I think it's 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 really important that you talk about how proper guidance is also something perhaps that needs to be put into policy you know you have to give students the tools to be able to cope with change because you know like you said Madhvi when we were speaking earlier the change is always stressful and there's so much that is changing as far as you know the education landscape is concerned we also have parents and teachers with us in the audience if you could just uh, pass the mic along uh, ma'am you're a parent and a teacher right yes. what, what, what do you make of these uh, changes actually as uh, dr vijay datta he was saying that we are going to work on uh, certain uh, set of exams like we are going to reduce the pressure but i think that will not be a solution for a very simple reason because parental pressure will be there like you know if new exam pattern is coming are hmm. we giving enough opportunity enough uh, you know experience to the child that this is the pattern of the question that will be you know coming and you have to be prepared for this same sure. and then secondly it is like skill development of uh, children i totally agree it is very very important like we are basically working on rote learning but what mm. about skill development mm. if yes of course these students are not being you know uh, treated as guinea pigs as you know it has been experienced in past also mm. like you know first batch is always treated as a guinea pigs yes. so again they will be in a very different position stress anxiety everything they have to face sure. so i think so if new thing is coming it has to be set in a proper parameter and in the benefit of these students that okay. is very essential uh, so here is the teacher as well so go ahead um, here we in the uh, uh, competitive examination system we are having two exams competitive Not exams competitive exam right, in j right. means we are having two exams uh, that is basically in the month of january and one in, uh, is in the month of april mm-hmm. and if we are going to conduct the two uh, board exam also so it will be a big question on the time management and the scheduling system already we are finding very difficult to adjust the performance of the student on the assessment basis because right. we are never analyze what is the result it sure. is only the paperwork which we are doing basically student is in a Uh, a big crunch now here the coaching industry and the school industry are having a big conflict now they are forcing the students to uh, uh, go in their schedule and we are uh, trying to Uh, bring the sure. student back to the I school think, system. I think you know this point on competitive exams is a really important one, and I will uh, you know get the conversation back to also talk about the flexibility of streams because we have some students here who'd like to address that, and I'm going to address that in just a moment. But Dr. Vijay Datta, do you just want to take on the concern that's been voiced by teachers? Uh, you know, as far as scheduling and just setting school calendar. is concerned that's one aspect Absolutely. of it and you may alleviate stress of students by simplifying that calendar 
but what about students who are preparing for competitive exams? I mean, look at the kind of pressure students who are preparing for engineering medical entrances are. There are now law entrances, there's CUET. I mean, you know, adding another exam into the mix isn't good news for anybody. Yeah, I'd like to definitely come in at this point and say before I do what I have to say, that it is slightly premature. We are jumping the gun a bit and we must wait for NCRT, CBSE and the state boards to spell out the ground rules. But having said this, let me say what they are missing out is that they will have the choice to choose between the two scores. And I feel this is actually a boon for a sportsperson, somebody who gets unwell on a particular day, or has a, another exam coinciding with the boards. It used to happen, the foreign studies, it happens many a times. They want to focus on another thing. Sportsmen yes. have tournaments clashing at that time. So it rather takes away that pressure that it is not okay. a one-time thing. Okay. You can choose between the two. So they must focus on this. Okay expect more. I think students need to really think about this, uh, you know, in terms of a good balance between the pros and cons, because like Dr. Datta is saying, you know, it's also going to give you an opportunity. It's not, supposing you're sick on a particular day that you're writing your exam, at least you have another shot. It's not just boiling down to those hours. But, you know, like I said, the flexibility angle is interesting. Are any of you excited about mixing streams going forward? Are you still very nervous about it? Go ahead. I feel that it is a good thing that we can mix and match between the different subjects because it will also allow us to, it will open more opportunities for us. We don't have to stick to only one subject and mm. just prepare for that exam. Right. We can uh, go into different career op- uh, different career options as well. Sure. Adarsh Khandelwal, do you want to come in here? The mixing of, uh, of streams, this is going to be a brand new thing. Uh, uh, but, you know, as we know, there are preconditions when you apply for certain courses you know those courses also require certain prerequisites so is there going to have to be a more overall rethink as far as the flexibility of streams is concerned the flexibility is definitely brilliant because when we speak to students and when we when they reach out to us a lot of them are willing to study psychology and an engineering mix Mm -hmm. and the parental pressure right is primarily promoting students to go towards medicine and the mainstream. Hmm. But, you know, the streams are really evolving. Today, you require students to have multi-skill sets when they go to a job. Hmm. They have to also understand the psych before they sort of go into the coding side of the things. However, you know, it's very important to counsel the family. See, with this change, the parents also have to change the mindset, right? And they have to also broaden their mindset of leaving the traditional and accepting the new. Okay. Uh, You know, I have a parent here who also wants to address one of the other important aspects of this policy, which is languages. Ma'am, you had a question. Yeah, good evening, everybody. Ma'am, I'm a parent of a child who is in class 9th this year, and he will be appearing for his board's exam next year. Mm -hmm. He dropped Hindi, and he took uh, French as Mm -hmm. a fifth subject in his uh, class. Now, all of a sudden, if he has to choose between two languages... And uh, French is what is standing from the fourth standard. And Hindi studied for only one year. Now, again, he has to go back to Hindi language. So his board's exams results would definitely affect. Sudha Acharya, do you want to come in here? You know, like I said, it's going to be case by case. And there are going to be a lot of complications with this language now coming into the mix where one Indian language is compulsory in 11th and 12th. How are you looking at this? 
Yeah, uh, I must come in. I must um, uh, tell the uh, mother who was talking. Uh, ninth class, actually, registration is going on. She should not uh, have any apprehension. Her child would be appearing in uh, French only, not going back to Hindi. It is not so sudden, ma'am. It it is with English and French and German our students are having. Mm-hmm. Saying that, 11-12, as we are hearing that two languages, one language and one Indian language, I have my apprehension because in class 11-12, children generally they focus on core subjects on which they are going to make their career. So uh, uh, whether it is physics, chemistry, maths or business studies, economics and accountancy mm-hmm. or philosophy, geography, whatever may be, they are focusing on the core concept, clarity, understanding. We are talking about application part, competency based and telling them to do two languages okay. will put on pressure definitely. Right. Where I have my apprehension bringing in one more language and more so Indian language in case like Delhi. Finally, we have to limit to English and Hindi right. because we are metro cities. There are uh, uh, the classrooms. But you know, so there's, a, there's a flip side to the language question as well. Uh, Arjun Bhadar, if I can just bring you into the conversation very quickly, and I have just 30 seconds on the show. Uh, do, how do you look at this whole compulsory language thing? Do you think it will actually be a good thing for a certain section of students? So I think uh, it's an interesting point everybody makes, and I think it will impact differently to people in metros versus how it impacts people in rural uh, backgrounds yes. and people who work and study in uh, you know remote areas where English and Hindi are not the key languages, and, and there is an added stress of learning an international language, which for them English often is. And uh, so I think it will benefit certainly students who work uh, who, who are studying in areas where their primary mode of language is the local language in the area. So I think these are all questions that will need to be, uh, and I, I agree with Dr. Dutta, I think they're all jumping the gun here. I think we need yes. to wait to see how this uh, unfolds. Right. Uh, and I think every decision like that impacts the systemic change will require elements that impact India as a diverse country. Absolutely. There is no one size that fits all as far as India is concerned when it comes to anything and certainly not our education system. We've just about scratched the surface of a very, very important topic, one that we will continue to pick up and highlight here on We the People as well. Thank you all very much to our panelists and our lovely audience for joining us on this edition of We the People. Good night and thanks for watching.